I think the funny thing about it is the more folks that I talk to about the name change, they, I can't tell you the amount of people that said it wasn't called that before. You know, people associated the company with the city since its inception. Uh, the beautiful part about what we had, which was Michigan Opera Theater, you know, it, it included the state, it included all of our our community, it included the Detroit area, it was far-reaching. The misconception with a name change like this is that, in fact, it will not continue to do that. The intent is for the reach to be for the entirety of the state and also the neighboring states. You know, we're in a spectacular location to reach out to a huge amount of people. But by changing the name to Detroit Opera, it aligns us strongly with the city, with the other arts organizations, with the city, with our community here. We join our colleagues, both the Detroit Symphony Orchestra and the Detroit Institute of Arts, in, 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 in taking great pride in sense of association with a very, very specific core of the corridor uh, uh, that, uh, where art is uh, emanating. And so we're very, very, very excited about that and what it represents for us in terms of the next phase of our company. So as we think about uh, this week, as we return to the Opera House and the whole notion of inviting our many uh, uh, friends and subscribers back to live opera in person in the Opera House, how fitting then it is to make reference at end of the intermission and beginning of the, the next act, if you will, of, of, the, of the company's uh, evolution. In many ways, over the last couple of years, uh, Michigan Opera Theater, Detroit Opera, really didn't miss a beat over the pandemic, uh, returning with this uh, this bizarre concept of performing Wagner in the Michi then Michigan Opera Theater's parking garage, which was an absolutely spectacular experience. capped by your jumping in a pony car on the roof of the parking structure and and Brunhilde zooming away on on this horse I, you know I tried to take some snapshots while I was up there <laughs> but it just didn't capture the grandeur of of this moment and of great opera which you know yeah you, you have to be there so you know we started outside we started outside but we never really left which was one of the most spectacular things, and by the way, Pony Car is now going to be chapter 18 in my biography. Thank you for giving me the title of the chapter. <laughs> you know, the amazing thing was when this idea came into Yuval's head and we got on the phone and he started to explain to me what he was planning. And before he could get halfway through the explanation, I said, when do you want me there? He said, well, do you want to know more? And I said, absolutely not. Aside from the fact that I think that this is fantastic, at that time, we were one of the very few companies attempting to do anything in a live, visceral way in that moment. And it was incredibly difficult. You know, I, I'm certainly not pointing fingers at anyone, but everyone had to punt during the pandemic. But the board, 
of Detroit Opera, the community surrounding the opera, the employees, the family of Detroit Opera, who were 7,000% willing to jump feet first into something brand new in order to keep our art form alive and viable and bring art to people at a time that was incredibly difficult. You know, it is, it's part of the reason I'm so proud to be aligned with this company. Well, it's certainly uh, been an incredible uh, time. And I appreciate the, the very special partnership that we enjoy with WRCJ and, if you will, in capturing these moments in time and being part of the journey with, uh, as we join forces together and, and sharing with, uh, with our, our community, uh, I think, the wonders of what opera can be uh, for our community going forward. And I think uh, I'm reminded, uh, Peter, when Yuval and I uh, uh, were in conversation about Detroit and what the opera company uh, might uh, explore and the whole notion of someone who would be committed not only to the company, but to the community. And I think that uh, when uh, we started with the Twilight Gods and opened, if you will, the latest the downtown performing arts venue in a parking center, uh, that was certainly uh, something I had never imagined, but was so pleased to see the incredible turnout from the community and people from multiple states. So we, it's, it's time now to return to the Opera House. times this week being able to sit in the theater and seeing creation happening on the stage again and hearing the orchestra in the pit for the first time in nearly two years or just over two years it's 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 been a very emotional week for all of us but it is so heartening to know that this is the way people think they know opera to come into this glorious theater and our theater is stunning I'm, I'm a little biased, but I've seen a lot of theaters in my 27 years of doing this for a living. I mean, I've sung all over the world, but this theater is just gorgeous. Uh, it's worth coming in just to see the theater, but stay for the art. <laughs> this moment of homecoming and seeing something that is a familiar work in a different way, it's what we're about. We are not just going to stay in our house. We are intent on reaching into the community. So all of the things that we just talked about, we are going to continue to do this because art doesn't live in one place. That's not what this company is about and it's not what it's going to be about. So we are thrilled to invite people back, but please know that if you're expecting us to just do one thing that you think we've always done, put your seatbelts on because that is not what Detroit Opera is going to be about moving forward. Well, there's definitely going to be a lot of tears in the house when Rudolfo grabs the cold little hand oh. starting this weekend. I tell you, you know, this piece it was my first staged opera that I, I saw in person. 
Uh, I think it's this the first for so many people. It's a great first opera. And it's great when it is seen the way that everyone sees it. Four short acts and every act rips your heart out. <laughs> Yay, opera! But the way that we're doing this now, we're doing this in a different order. We are doing this in a reverse order. And I know that um, we have discussed this, uh, but the idea of going rather than from first love to tragedy to death, we go from seeing the result of a life well lived and that joy taken from us to look at it in the other direction seeing the tragedy to hope. We've all had moments, I don't care how old you are, we look back and we think about a moment in time that has changed us, that has really meant something incredibly impactful to us. It's as though we are looking back on our lives, you know, and remembering these moments and looking back to that first love, looking back to the first time you, you got that great job that you loved or you met the person who would change your life forever. throughout our lives, but they are such insanely impactful memories that this gives us an opportunity to look at this piece that we all know very well. And even if you don't know it, it, it is clearly an exciting new way to look at something you think you know. If you got another mm -hmm. quick second, uh, I didn't ask about this new role of the storyteller played by the great George Shirley. Indeed. Well, that the, <laughs> the role of the storyteller, I am probably going to be slightly vague about this because I certainly don't want to ruin it. But I can tell you, um, I laughed because I, I spoke to George uh, during a rehearsal and I said, boy, I, I wouldn't want to be any of the, the singers up there right now because sir, he's just walking off with the show. You know, George Shirley, he can just look at you and walk off with a show. <laughs> he's going he, he, to kind of provide some uh, connecting uh, kind of tissue uh, exactly. to kind of keep things in order. Exactly. Or out of order, as it were. Right. <laughs> but exactly. He's he's sort of the thread that connects all of the acts. And, uh, you know, you'll you'll see a bit of him throughout the show. Uh, and uh, I think that Yuval's placement of George throughout this is quite brilliant. So I'm excited for people to see it. I'm getting uh, goosebumps right now as you speak. <laughs> I, I can't think of any better way to say it than you just did, Christine. Yay, opera. <laughs> I know it's a little bit mom cheerleader, but I, you know, you can't take the, the mom out of the girl. So <laughs> right there with you, Christine Gerke, 
sings opera everywhere all around the world. She's also associate artistic director of Detroit Opera, which returns to the radio and the opera house Saturday night at 6.30, 6 o'clock start on WRCJ. And Wayne S. Brown is president and CEO of Detroit Opera. And as he reminds us, opera is all around us. And we're excited about that. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Peter. Christine, thanks so much. It is absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me. For WRCJ, this is Peter Wolf.